This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Everything we do in the church is to us getting us to become more like Him. We don't sing for entertainment, even though we rejoice when we sing. We sing from our spirit to worship the Father. I said this to say that if coming to church for many months, many weeks, if you don't change, you are, if you are not transformed, it's a waste of time. We should see progress in your spiritual life. Are you looking more and more like Jesus? The best way to have a very healthy marriage. Um, sorry, uh, Collie. Wait, wait. Just get ready. And IG, come and meet me here. No, come and meet me. Can you see that in coming to meet me, they are meeting each other? There will be unity in homes if both man and woman are trying to look up to Jesus and be like him. It becomes a problem. If college says, go back to that place, go, go. this is the problem that happens in marriage. One person wants the other person to come and meet Stay there. Stay there. Stay where, where you were before. You say, go back to where you were before, man. If she's so, this is what we call selfishness. Him demanding that she should come and meet him. Go. Go and meet him. Can you see the distance? And it's not moving. Thank you. Or, you can go back. Or she demanding that you come and meet me. Anytime you see problem in marriage, somebody is staying in his corner or a corner and asking the other person to come. If the two of you are going towards Jesus in nature and in character, you will always meet together. Somebody might arrive faster than the other depending on who has been working on himself more. But ultimately, both will arrive at the feet of Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible said, looking unto Jesus. God bless you, can have your seat. Are you with me? So, this is very, very important. For now, I just want to close this session briefly this morning. By next Sunday, we'll begin to talk about spiritual, some other things, some other topic. Because next week, Sunday, is October 1st. Another topic is kicking in. But 3 o'clock on Sunday, they will play the advert. We have a singles meeting. I want to meet with all the singles in this church and all their friends. Show me your friends. So you are coming with all your friends. All your friends. It will start 3, but Red Caper will start 2. I want to see singles taking pictures meeting together before service. Remember, you don't meet to ask out. You meet to know people. If you can't discipline yourself that anyone that comes to your arena, you ask the person out. It's a sign of a deep-seated discontentment inside. Or you are not sure of who you are. In life, many people will be brought your way. When you know who you are, you will know what you cannot go for. As soon as God said to Adam that it is not good for man to be alone, which we have shared here many times and many other preachers have shared also, what followed that statement was that God started bringing animals to Adam to name. Before you find Eve, you will first of all find what is not Eve. Where is that place, Genesis 2? It is not good for man to be alone. You will think that the next thing that God will do is just to, be, to give me a wife. And the same thing that applies to a woman. The moment you begin to fail, that it's not good to be alone and need to marry. The first thing God will first of all teach you is how to separate what is for you from what is not for you. 
So first of all, it brings friends, acquaintances. Your ability to label them correctly qualifies you for a good relationship. This is a colleague at work who is very nice. It's not equal to this is my husband. This is a lady. I don't want to say the one that is quite funny. Because you shouldn't do it anyway. Honestly, I have the ability to eat a lady's vegetable. And still know that you are not for her. Even though that might have implications. So don't eat. <laughs> but I'm just saying that. Can you undo relationships with different people? And still know that, okay, it's a very nice person. I mean, we agree on many things, but I just know that she's not for me. Or is it that anybody that comes to your arena that looks fine, you want to ask out, any guy that's nice to you, you want to follow. When you do that, you're going to miss out a lot. So God said to Adam, this morning I just want to list about five to seven things that are red flags that you should not even think about. See, originally, and the Lord said to Adam, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help made for him. But look at the next verse. God is amazing. And out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field, every fowl, and brought them to Adam to see what he will call them. <coughs> Remember, God did not call them anything. He brought them to Adam to see what Adam will call them. After saying it's not good for man to... So Adam stood one and go and said, you know what? It's not good for you to be alone. It's time we get to a partner. And Adam said, it's true. I feel lonely. But the first thing God did, he first brought dog, brought chimpanzee. And Adam was able to say, like, chimpanzee, you look like a human being, but you are not what I want. So I'm going to keep you in my zoo at home. We play together, but you are not my type. Oh, my dog, I love you. We are going to walk every evening together. I'm going to play with you. You are very loyal, but you are not the one. If you don't learn this principle, you will just accept anything that comes your way without saving it. Am I helping somebody? You know, I told that for the first service, which we end today, from next week, I will start doing explosive spiritual teachings again. I can go hundred ways in talking to singles and give you things we read in books. But books won't help. I want to talk to you from my heart. As a brother, from my heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, anyway, Genesis 24. You will see that the patriarchs were always asking people to go and get a wife from their tribe. And I told you, Old Testament was a shadow. New Testament is a substance. Tribe does not mean any more than Igbo Yoruba tribe. Any Christian that is tribalistic, I feel sorry for such a Christian. Because tribalism is the very definition of bondage, blindness, and foolishness. Jesus said, a man's foe shall be day of his household. I don't want to go this route again. I have never seen Yoruba ancestral spirit attacking an Igbo man. And I've never seen Igbo ancestral spirit attacking a Yoruba man. Your greatest opponent in life will be people from your own people. Go to law courts in Nigeria and see how siblings kill one another over land. They still brought a case to, to pray over. Three siblings have died in their village on the land the father left. And these people wake up tomorrow and say that that tribe is bad. When your own people are killing you one by one, what is wrong with human being? The greatest enemies will be among your people. There are brothers in this Lagos that will never see eyeball to eyeball. Guess what? One wants to kill another, and they will still wake up tomorrow and say that Igbos are bad, these ones are bad. People are sick when they are tribalistic. It's amazing. Here is a cousin that will never talk to you, duped you of your money. Here is a nephew that almost killed you two times. Now, the dreams you have or somebody pressing you in the night are people from your home. And you still think other tribes are your problem. How, I mean, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. 
I don't go about this accessories, but people who go for deliverance, their enemies are always people in their house. And those probably they know how to tell them that it's your mom, it's your auntie. It's never a Usama man living behind you. And in some cases, people have been afflicted truly, but it's coming from their household. Yes. Say the power that is in your father's house. It's not the power that is in another tribe. <laughs> but that's what I'm just saying that. It's amazing. So, the Bible is not saying that when you say go to your house, no. A tribe means that in the New Testament, people that are bound with common values and tradition, normally, any brother, normally, please, know that word normally, ideally, any Christian brother should be able to marry any Christian woman in the same church. Among the churches, we have tribes. All churches don't believe the same thing. Unfortunately, even in the same church, it can be a recipe for disaster to say because you go to the same church, you want to marry the person. Why? Not every person is submitted to the teachings of the church. I want to give an example. All the pastors that are here, if the wife or the husband reports to me and I call anyone that says, oh, you shouldn't do this, I guarantee you they will stop immediately. They know two things. I am not going to listen to a one-sided message and if I listen to them and I say that you stop this, they trust, which many people don't have. And I told you, you don't have business being in the church where you don't trust the leadership. Because the first sign I'm going to read out to you is that you can never, don't think of settling down with somebody who has no form of accountability in his life or her life. It's dangerous. You know, one of the things that bothers me is I don't know why people don't like marrying their type. There are some club boys, when they want to marry, they come to church. And it's not their fault. They get a sister. Now, you are dating somebody, he hates your pastor, he hates your, he doesn't fancy church. But he says he loves you. You have to understand that love is beyond you alone. You are not aligned now. You are connected to many things. Third service, I'm addressing married people and I'm speaking from the angle of in-laws and family members. That's where I want to go. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. More damages have happened to homes, more than issue between the man and the woman. Your younger brother came around. Your mom said this. Your dad said this. Your mom said this. In all the presided over, there have been more damages created by family members than between the man and the woman themselves. Where is the beginning of their problem? Mom came to town. Mom stayed in her house for two weeks. She said this to my mom. My mom angrily left. And from that, the communication broken down and everything. What should be your attitude towards your... Well, you should know when you are getting married, you are not marrying one person, you are marrying a people. I don't know whether... There's an added that says that a, a needle must have a thread. It's true. And it grieves people when they think you don't like their people. Yes. Nobody takes it. Your mom stays in the house. You are the husband. And your wife just mentions one that I'm not going to agree with my own parents. And you put up a reaction. That might be the beginning of. And there are things that when you try to now mend it later, the damage has been done. So, but for us that are singles, I'm just saying, understand that you are not marrying one person. That's very important. And after that, you can now, now say, it's only your face I want to see. <laughs> that face did not come from, didn't draw from heaven. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even though I'm not so for family encroaching and getting too involved. No. We'll look at the balance. Because some mother, mother-in-laws are, I don't want to say what the title I saw in the film, where they use another word for mother. Because people are coming to sit down in the house until they create problem in the house. Are you getting what I'm saying? Number one, don't settle down. When you meet somebody, find out who is he accountable to? Who does he listen to? Who does she listen to? And they cannot be only his father. Otherwise, what they believe is right in their family that you don't agree with, 
when it happens, you have nobody to report because they will sign him that this is right. A club boy should marry a club girl. But many times when these boys want to settle, they come to church. So he is still drinking and clubbing on Friday, but he's coming to church once because he wants a girl. And the lady say yes to him. And he loves me. Really? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. If you don't like so-called Pentecostal churches as a guy, why don't you marry a lady that doesn't like us also? In that sense. But I'm seeing a trend in these last days. It drops out the gate, it goes up, it doesn't like, and you are okay with that relationship. And there is no spiritual person, nobody can correct him. Please, young people, any man or woman that has nobody that can correct the person, please, don't even think. It's a red flag. Don't think about it. Did you get that? However kind the person appears to be. I have seen women suffer in the hands of high-opinioned men. Some men just read their opinion. They are the alpha and the omega of everything. That's a red flag. Some men are like that also. There's nobody that can talk to them. One day I spoke with a man. And by the time he, obviously the wife is misbehaving, even the wife's family told her that, ah, your husband is just, why are you like this? But he said that there's a problem. Nobody can talk to my wife. Their siblings told the man the same thing, that nobody can talk to our sister. Nobody. So, never marry somebody that fears nobody. They even say they only fear God. In life, you can't fear God only. You might not tremble before men, but you should respect some men. That when they tell you that, see, you can't be the end of the law to yourself. There was somebody in your life that when he listens to the two of you and he says you are wrong, you should accept that you are wrong. Why? You know that the person will not play games. He has enough experience and enough authority over you that when he says that, sit down there, you sit down there. You must have that kind of person. I've shown you before, the only God is under the authority of Jesus. Jesus is under the authority of the Father. The Father himself is under the authority. Someone tells says, Thy word have you exalted above all your names. God is under the authority of his word. That's why God will not break his word to reach you. It is what his word says. God deals with mortal men. The way his word says you deal with men. So God is under authority. So a man, that was what Paul was addressing as a woman who said he's not covered. He started by saying that the head of every woman is man. The head of man is Christ. A headless person is a recipe for disaster. I get what I'm saying. Is that okay? Number two. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The moment you are dating someone, begin to find out you are getting close to somebody. Who does this person listen to? Is there a person that I can talk to that can correct you? Is there a person that can call you in the night and say, you come here. It's important. <laughs> okay. The demon left. Jesus nodded to what Centurion said. He said, I'm a man under authority. Because I'm a man under authority, I say to soldiers, go. And he goes. As a Centurion, he was in charge of 100 soldiers. Some in charge of 10 soldiers. So I, and he said, he himself, even though I subsist over hundreds of soldiers, I also am under authority. There is a captain of thousands that can summon me. And they, they are the governor then. Pilate. Who could summon the centurion? But the governor himself is, was under the authority of Caesar the Augustus. And in the, Jew, in the Roman Empire, Caesar was under a law that he did not write by himself. They wrote it before he was born. Everybody must be under authority. I read Yoruba history. And we did a part of it in school. As powerful as Allah he was, he had absolute power, but he was at the mercy of the seven of your messes. The chief. And so that the chief will not have absolute power also, if they could tell the king to go and die, and he must go and die. But if the king would die, the part I read says that one of the your messes, the leader of them, must die with the king. They understood the fact that to leave a man 
alone by himself is so dangerous. And I don't know why girls follow men who even make it obvious. Me, I don't, I don't, you know. Say, big boy. Don't. You begin to feel serious pain in marriage. I don't know what to do about it. Some of them will still will people. Any opinion around they tell you to shut up. Let me add this to the first one. It's on the soul, boys. Never think of dating somebody who doesn't say sorry. As simple as it sounds, it's a terrible sign. You are the only one that is always saying sorry. <laughs> ah. Mm. You will think things will change. Even when it's wrong or she's wrong, she's still trying to argue and make you feel that you are the one that is wrong. Especially if you are the gentle type, you will be frustrated in the marriage. Some have dated somebody for two years. He has never said so. That means he has never, he has been perfect in two years. He's not done something wrong. When you show him that you are late, he finds a way to turn it around. It's because of, and when he turns on, he turns it on your head again. I said, the reason why <laughs> this is happening is because of you now. Somebody slapped a lady and started saying that, but you provoke me. But you get provoked by them for every day. You don't slap them because you know what is called balance of terror. They will beat you mercilessly. But you have found somebody that is weak, that you can sit on. Nobody beats anybody because of whatever. You do that because you want to. That's all. Other men, their wives are talking and they are not hitting them. You, you do it because you feel you are more powerful and then you want to control the person. If a person cannot say sorry, I have a friend when I was in school, I was dating lady for three years. He was always the one apologizing, never for once. Never for once. One day he got so serious. It was coming from, he was, entered the gate and met her in UI. And they were just, decided, he said, you are looking very rough. You've not shaved your beard. Ah, and he ran to saloon to shave. So like the following week, just saw also that she didn't make her hair. She went, I said, your hair is, I said, hey, are you, are you comparing with other girls in your fellowship? And went on and on and on. And day and night, this guy was always apologizing. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, every time. And the time she did something bad that they went on break for relationship for three weeks. She told her friend she knew she was wrong, but she was waiting for him to be the one. I know the guy carried his head to go and beg her. So he said, let's just, let's just, let's just make up. When you indulge some people like that, you'll give them more license to believe in what they are doing and to deal with it. In relationship, you should be able to say sorry. Should be able to say I was wrong. After all, this is the person you are trying to marry. Why should you hide yourself from the person? Oh, I said he says that I'm sorry. You know what? Okay, I don't know what he says that angry left your house. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm here now to visit again. Let's talk. The Bible says, confess your fault one to another. You know, this is they sound simple. People see them. And they go on. And they go on. Mm. Hallelujah. A man that doesn't value you or what is important to you or a woman that does not value you and what is important for you. This one will come from the angle of you must have known your direction in life. For instance, you love music and here is the guy talking down on music and your music. At this level of your life, is it music you want to do? What is the music? No. Things that are precious to that keep you going and keep you excited in life. Once somebody comes in and begins to rubbish it, you don't need a prophet. It's a voice telling you that this is not your person. Let him, on the other hand, be buying a car. Let him, on the other hand, be so nice. But there are, there are things that are, they are fundamental. They are very important. And this person is trampling them before your eyes. I say, this is not... It can be a spiritual thing. It can be something that is not spiritual. Oh, you love sports so much. You love... When we talk about values, apart from spiritual things, we also value different things. So this is where it begins. If you are a guy, 
and you love your mom so much that you tell your mom everything, that your mom tells you everything, and that before you buy suya, you will call mom. I want to buy suya. Before you rent a house, mommy, you send a picture to her and everything. Nobody will say it's wrong. But please marry a woman that loves your mom also, like yourself. Otherwise, you are going to have two mothers and they will fight. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. What do you value so much? Anyone who doesn't value what you value so much, please. Somehow, you are the most excited person in the church. And this guy is saying that for him, he wants to go to church once in a while. He doesn't see any reason. A lady was telling me that her husband told her that if you go to church four times in a, in a month, every Sunday, and she will look by Jesus. Now you kill Jesus. That was his response. To him, you go to church, Easter, December, and one or two other times. And she grew up always going to church. But at that time, it was appearing. Very, don't, don't let somebody be nice cover your eyes. Even Satan is very nice. I don't know whether somebody is getting what I'm saying. Values. Values. I'm going to say something to you, which is very... See, many times... When I was in Vesovibad, I noticed that... No, I was in Nabdiazukwe all. I noticed that some of the things that people, some of the people that went together, some of the things that are wrecking homes now, God gave people an opportunity in school to correct it. For instance, I know two guys. I will never, they are Christians, but I will never personally advise any woman right now to marry them. Even though we flow as friends, they are so argumentative that all everyone around them, roommate, classmate, they know. It's like one of them, it's like his goal in life is to win every argument. And a woman can't survive this kind of person. His opinion or no other thing from under level to final year, he fought with all the roommates. Even when he knew, even when he knew was wrong, he continued to argue his way out. And inside me, I just knew that this guy will destroy any woman. She will make you look like a fool for having your own opinion. I make you. It, it's like it's like that with some people. At times, when you live with people, you can live with a cousin. You can live with a little, maybe older couple, a little older than you. And as a lady, they begin to show you that you are lazy. You get angry. See, God, before you go to a point of no return, which is marriage, because even if you divorce, the scars will be there. God will allow you to live with a family for a while. And they can begin to show you that from that, sister, you are lazy. You can accept and correct yourself or fight it. You might live with people and they begin to know that you are dirty. Your boxer is nine days old. Women are not better. Hope you know. Even though you wear makeup and everything. But we need to see the state of your room. Now, a roommate might begin to tell you that, ah, look at you, drop this one here, drop this one here. You are... God is in that person to let you know that Hey, future is coming. Put your house in order. But you can fight it. Now you are married. Now it's too late. And the person doesn't want to see your face because you are so dirty truly. So many times there are opportunities. You just left your place, went to the bar, live with the people for three weeks. And they told that three weeks, ah, you don't do this. Some people can get to know. Some old uh, 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 people have told you before. That you are not caring. What the aspect that many people look look at in courtship is just the enjoyment part. Where I love her; she's beautiful. Brothers and sisters, marriage is responsibility. Yes, and if a guy doesn't know, you are going to be in trouble. It's responsibility. You are looking at a beautiful man. You are thinking sex. 
when a mom is sick, you have to follow to go and check the mom. To sit at home and be watching premiership when she is concerned about her mom and then she comes back and you are trying to touch that you understand some touches. These are the things that so many young guys don't know. They just imagine this about, you know, wake up every day, you're happy forever, happy forever. Ask married people here. Your wife can tell that there is something on her mind. That means that there must be something on your mind also immediately. Because that evening, the excitement is not there. Why? There's something. So you have to help her with her mind first. When people get married newly and they come to my office, I laugh when they start talking about things that are, some of them are very vocal. The last time, you know what? I'm not even touching one week. Every time I say that she's thinking, I say, but well, she's thinking something. Now, I've been trying to find, I asked her, she didn't answer. I said, you see, you don't just ask a woman, so what are you thinking about? And she will start confessing like a witch. No. <laughs> Sometimes, a woman wants you to be serious about your asking. The first asking is not asking. Now, I'm not indulging that because it, it can be very... But see, they, they, they just feel like when you are serious enough, because the first answer she will give you is that nothing. What is wrong with you? Nothing. Or when you notice all this monosyllable, nothing. Are you fine? Yes, I'm fine. All right, okay. All right, that's what. <laughs> Then you know that it is time. And the women, they know how to Some of the very smart ones, they put you in between. They are not so nagging and they are not so nice. That's how you know that something is wrong. She will still cook for you and greet you in the morning. But when you want to enter the flow to start conversing, she'll shut you down. I, I have to go out. So they, so I noticed the last two days you are somehow out. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, they, they can't allow you to do that to them. It's like it's their world. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's nothing. There's nothing. What she's saying is that when you are serious enough, you will leave everything and sit down. When you now try, try, I will now tell you. Now, I'm not just going to tell you like that. Because you will just find the way around there and say, okay, it's okay. No, you need to know that it's a serious matter. So when I see that level of seriousness, I will tell you what is in my heart. All of you clapping. Stop doing it. It's not good. May you not marry a hard hearted man. It don't be like, no problem. I said, <laughs> you know, one day I was listening to Apostle Michael Roku and he said, you know, the only thing is wonderful. When he first got married, because maybe she was just a member, a member down there. So she was not a prophetess, nothing, just a faithful Christian like that. So, Maybe she used to kneel down to greet him. People who are defending man is in marriage. It's a new creation. <laughs> you can be the Pope and your wife is just a baby Christian. The day you marry, after a while, she will say something, your head will almost fall off. Sorry, did you just say that? Yes, you are now one. You are still looking at the chemist that used to kneel down to greet you. She might still be kneeling down for you, but as a woman, when she needs to talk, she will talk and talk well. It has been shocking some men. Some GMs are married their secretary. The day she will say that, Dako, what's going on there? It's like, me? Yes, are you not Dako? <laughs> <laughs> Once there is intercourse, all things are passed away. 
you have to recognize. So, if you are a time that you carry respect on your head, marry someone that you already have respect for. But if you think that she's so young, you see her in the neighborhood and you think that will mean things will change. So he said, she said something, that Apostle Michael Oko's wife. And he was like, ah, me? So he made up his mind that we are not talking. So the wife took him quiet. Ah, he said he was very happy that I will show you. That means I can lock myself in for six days and be praying. So he wants want us to be doing, keeping quiet. You now go beg me. So he said he went to carry books. Books upon books and enter his prayer room to start a retreat. Now you are <laughs> and the only student came to him and said, Apostle. So why you want to do a retreat to stop eating and start praying is to show carnality is bad though. He said, and as he was thinking about that, the wife just came. She didn't even know that she said something much. I said, ah, is it because of that? I'm sorry. When she said, I'm sorry, he said sincerely, he felt like Satan himself. He just broke down. He felt like he said, the Lord now told us, see yourself. So it's apostle about preaching or about living as a Christian. You went to buy books. You are going to lock yourself in in the name of prayer just because you want to prove a point to a woman. Now, she felt she was wrong she woke up to you in five minutes to apologize. Who is a better Christian among you? He said, from that day, everything about five just died inside him. It is true. The one that apologizes first is the one that the Lord is happy with most. I get what I'm saying. This is very important. Let me talk about um, Dear Lord Jesus, you know, normally I don't write down messages, but I wrote down the points. Oh, is somebody blessed already? Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> don't, another red flag is somebody that cheats. Don't even think about it. This is very hard to say, but I'm going to tell you this. It is easier and you will not have much pain if you are dating somebody and he or she cheats on you and you stop relationship on that note. If tomorrow he gets married, even before you, or gets married and the marriage is doing fine, you won't feel much pain because you, you acted out of the fact that you did what was right. There was cheating and you started to walk away. It's not as painful as when you bring the person back to your life and you marry, and the cheating continues. You will blame yourself forever that you had an opportunity to walk, but you chose to stay. Now you are feeling the pain forever. Because there is something about a person who claims to love you, your love is shocking the person, and the person goes in the midst of the so-called love to go and have intercourse or whatever with somebody else. That's a very terrible fly. It tells you also that when you are married, no matter what is going on, the person... You see, if you are in a church where they teach, like here, that no premarital sex, and the guy listens to me every Sunday, I can understand. If somebody becomes careless, becomes emotional, and he gets involved, and he repents afterward, but if a person sits with a lady and terribly starts telling her, I know in our church we don't believe, but I'm telling you there's nothing wrong. You should run away from that person. The person will tell you again now that does that. I know in our church we don't believe in sex outside marriage, but you know what? I love a girl. I don't mind. Anyone who can break one law can break any other one. Yes. Did you get what I've just said now? Yes. Somebody sits like this. He's hearing the pastor talking against premarital sex. And after service, asking you for one. This is how you will sit also and hear the pastor talk against uh, 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 cheating in marriage. And he will go ahead and cheat. It's the same attitude. Just the same attitude. If this one didn't mean anything to him, that one will not mean anything to him also. It's like that. We should pay attention to things like this. Hallelujah. Once there is a record of somebody cheating on you, please. 
it, at times, it's your prayer trigger that to let you know that you cannot go ahead with this kind of person because something's going to happen later. That means along the line, why is still claiming that you are shaking him or you are shaking her? The person is still seeing someone else as beautiful. That means there is an, the, 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 you are dealing with somebody who is not stable and anything can happen after marriage. This is very important. These are questions people have asked me privately, whether they should do this or that. And then I will just couple the last two together. Please, never also marry somebody who is insecure. Don't date a person that is insecure. Honestly speaking, when I teach on marriage or anything, I talk more to women. Men are free. Men have their own issues. There are stubborn women. There are all kinds. But they are not as strong as a For instance, a woman can lock a man outside and say, you are not going out to church today. But a man can tell his wife that you are not going to that church again. Especially in our culture and our tradition. So that's how we talk more to women about some things and talk more to men about some things. Now, let me say this about insecurity. The moment somebody checks your phone, honestly speaking, at times as a pastor, and as a, I still do understand why these things happen to people and they let it fly. You have just started dating somebody, question upon question. When I was serving, I served in Kaduna, I told her I work in an NPC. At the orientation camp, the only way we knew that people were in a relationship was that the guy was calling every minute to monitor our movements. We will be doing a lecture as coppers. People will be laughing, guys talking later, and the guys, who are the people talking about? Where are you? Where are you now? Where are you now now? now? <laughs> and you, look, if you don't trust me, don't marry me. It's very simple. I sat on my own as a lady. You are the one coming to ask me out. So what do you want from me? When a lady puts her phone down, you want to check all her messages. Let me say this to guys listening to me and ladies who are insecure. Normal thing you should know is that a cheater will cheat. Whether you want to police them or not. And you know what? You can't really police everybody. Maybe out of ten offenses, you disorder three. What about seven that you don't know? When you see those who understand the game very well, they would have cheated on you many times if you ever discover at all. Trust. Insecurity will almost drive you crazy in marriage. I have seen guys stopping the lady from walking where she wanted to because he felt that she was too close to a colleague. Here is a woman from school days till now. You knew her in school. No one record of infidelity. Yet you have accused her. And when your friend asked you, you told your friend, I know she has not done, I'm just guiding her. 13 years like that. She has two kids and you are still suspecting everything about her. Everything. Yeah. You know, a guy followed a lady to my office one day and he saw me. I was in jeans like that. And on the other way, I said, that's the pastor. You're not going to that church again. <laughs> I've said that like two or three times. And he started saying, I see this church, I don't want church. It happened more when I was not married that time. And I just be like, well, when you are like that, you are acting on what is in your heart. If you were the pastor, you'd be sleeping with all the girls in church. That's what you think. That's why that's what you cross, what you cross your mind, standing before people. Why should a genuine pastor take advantage of people in the church? But that's what you are thinking. Some of the people that are insecure, they don't like this message when I preach, and I don't care. But it's not their fault. It's women playing to their hands. They check you, check you inside, they ask you a question. Before we go, my, my, my wife had friends. Why should a guy drop and I'm asking question? So who is that guy? Uh, so why is the color of his hair brown? Why is this one? He dropped you. Okay, let me see your phone. Why is this one sending you a message? People are married and they are going through this. Do you know the explanation some women have to do? Just to get out of the house. He said, you, you went to short price. You left this house 19 minutes to 9. <laughs> this is 12. So you've been shopping more. What have you been buying? And then, 
again and again and you are she's is questioning you. Shop. And you stay. This thing they begin to pop up while you are dating and you are allowing it. Every time you have to explain yourself when you go somewhere. If he, if you ever miss his call three times, fire with four. By the fourth time he's shouting, as the cover is so a lot, and the girl, no, those girls, they will move away from everybody. I'll be trying to explain. Hey, but we are just in the auditorium. We are just talking, and then the guy shouting. And you drop the call. God taking you to Kaduna, and him being in Lagos, is an escape route. So from Kaduna, it's over. Get lost. But you go back to the same person. Usually, people do that because of three reasons. Maybe the guy is buoyant financially. You already imagine a future with him. Number two, some ladies are naturally timid. They do well with oppressor. You see, in that case, you need a deliverance. Now, I'm not saying that jokingly. Some men are like that. They just tend to always love somebody that will oppress them. They feel the pain, but they stay there. It might be low self-esteem. And you need somebody to tell you that you are beautiful. God is with you. It's not the only man. Walk if you need to walk. Men who do that, by the time all women walk away, walk away from them, maybe they will repent. It's like those who beat women also. If nobody marries them, eventually they will know that they have a problem. By the time he's 60 and he's not married, he will know that he has a problem. This is very important. Insecurity is a serious matter. Never settle with somebody that is insecure. Ladies who ask you and harass you about every lady they see around you, there's a problem. That one, I've seen it in a very terrible way. Yes. You are talking with somebody, she's already putting up an attitude. I saw a lot of that when I was in UI. Imagine fellowship has ended... Your so-called boyfriend is greeting somebody and you're already... Now, if the guy has done something bad before, I can understand. Here is a guy that even before he met you, he has no record of any funny behavior with any lady. So what ground are you suspecting him of everything? Or are you saying that when they date you, they should not talk to anybody? You know, in our fellowship, we saw drama. Imagine a guy talking to a lady and the girlfriend coming to hook his hand and to take him away. And we all notice... Ah, I want to tell the guy that, ah, you are a fool. Oh. And you are still in a relationship. Just straight away tell her that, she, you know what? Go and marry somebody. Send her with somebody that understands that you, you, you can't eliminate trust. You should trust people enough. Yes. I don't have any phone that is passworded. Whether at home, I, or in the, I do have any phone. There is hardly any staff in the church that does not go through my phone. I have absolutely nothing to hide. Yes. 70% of money I send to people, they see helps me to send it. I just said that I'm too busy. So sometimes I'm reading and praying and I have to tell someone and I just call out and I look, look, come, take this for one. Because they all know my... I said, because... Go, go to bank, go to internet, but this one, this one, that one. And sometimes they give me a dick. I just want to, I just, just every 50, 50k to send 70k to this one. Sometimes I do four transactions in a day and she does all of them for me. Or at times I ask Wally. All of them. Nothing to hide. I have never looked through my wife's phone money. Do you know one thing? We've been married for how many years now? 13, 14 years. I don't know how much my wife is earning. When I started pastoring and were two, three people, I was so broke. She was already a top bank and she's still in the bank. I have never asked her once. So how much are you earning and how does that help in the family? The guy that borrowed me part of the money that I used to get an apartment when getting married, a friend of mine, I told the story before, that told me that uh, for months he won't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned some vital lessons. That's why I don't borrow again. And I did ask him. Let me end with that. So you know, <laughs> I was just coming. You know, I was cutting. 
I was living in a two and a half bedroom flat. <laughs> on, on a good day. Because the one day, they call it three bedroom. That third room was just a box room. So two and a half. So, and interesting, it was Pastor Time would go and gave me the money for rent. He came to our church for one year to preach and then he gave us half a million. So, it was church, sector, church, everything. Nine people here were living with me. All of us were bachelors. Pastor Joshua and several they were all living with me. Dr. Kelechi, everybody was just staying with me. And then, three weeks to my wedding, I just took a walk. I was concerned, Lord, I need a three-bedroom flat. I need a place because all these people will still be staying with me. A, new, a wife is coming. There must be, a, and that place was like a ghetto. On our street, guys will be taking my journey and passing them like that. I said, this is a good place to bring a woman. But we are men. We know we no problem. So I said, Lord, before that marriage, must, then I took a walk. There was this estate just beside our street. Very quiet estate. They used to lock his gate leading to our street because they didn't want our boys to be entering. Daddy just opened the gate and I walked and I saw a flat there. Empty. The agent brought someone to come and check. And I just told the agent, I saw Are you checking? I said, yeah. I said, can I join to check? I said, you can call me. Very beautiful plan. I said, Lord, I think you showed me this place. And as soon as I left the estate and came back to the room, I didn't tell anybody where I went to. This guy and his friend went already in the city room of the my home waiting. I said, I will be waiting for you. I said, I just went out to check something. And I said, interestingly, I saw a house just out there. I said, how much? I said, I, I, said, I don't have enough. I said, I have about half of the money. Then he told me that, oh, I have this $5,000 so that I will give, I want to do business, but the business is passed that maybe we'll repeat it next year. That's about taking now, he said, six months or any time. That I said, pay as, as is convenient for you. Ah, breakthrough. <laughs> I. I collected the money. I converted it to Naira. I paid. We had the wedding. A day after the wedding, which was the guy called me and said that something happened. That now we need the money. What are we going to do? And he kept harassing me. I was paying every week. Every week. Sincerely speaking, most of the first 30 nights of our wedding, I couldn't sleep. The body of debts. I wake up this year, I would have sent a message. Even though I was paying, I thought I would pay every two days. You know the funny thing? When I paid the last couple, then they called me a week after and said that uh, uh, the conversion has changed, that now it's 5,000 more, and that it will come. You know what? It sat in my house, not a single piece of furniture in the house that time. The pastors will come to the house to pray. <laughs> we will sit on the floor to pray. The church gave me a TV. That was the only thing. They will sit on the floor. This guy will come and sit on the floor. I'll give you a bottle of coke. He will take it and collect the money and go. <laughs> it was later that his pastor in school told me that, ah, they should have told me. I would have told you that no go area. That that is him. He said when he was in school, he would just come and say that ah, this amplifier is bad. I have a friend in Alaba that you can pay instrumentally for 24 months. He said, as soon as you get the flag, you tear it and you use it on Sunday, he will tell that that friend ran into problem. He needs his money now. Said it the first time, the second time. Said one day, just came and said that the keyboard. Everybody just shouted the other. Sorry, we are okay with the one we have. <laughs> he said so. He said me as his pastor that one day he called me. He said that, hey, do you want international passport? He said, actually, I didn't want, but I said, okay. He told me that I will get it for you for less than this one, this one, and that you'll pay any time. He said, I see if I forgot what happened in school. <laughs> he said, the day he brought the pastor to our house and gave us, I denied. The following morning, he called that something just happened. We need to, and the pressure started like that. And he said, we found that we actually paid that time, maybe more than 10,000, more than what we would have paid doing it normally. So it was even more expensive. So that was what happened then. But I did bother her. I link this to the last one, apart from insecurity. For ladies, any guy that never marries somebody who turns you to a meal ticket, the sad part is that some families are like this. Poverty is terrible. They are not looking for a wife. They are looking for a woman who is doing well career-wise that can come and sponsor and rescue their family from the hold of poverty. Please run away. There's none of these situations that God will not let you see signs. Don't neglect warning signs. Don't neglect warning signs. As a pastor, too many women have told me this, this thing. 
Now she's the only one working. <clears throat> the guy is not working. He's not interested in working. All they want to do is to sit by, wait for her salary to come. And they don't want her to give to her own people. All the three cases I have dealt with as a pastor in the last three years about this kind of situation is the same story. The mother of the guy lives in the house. She brings the salary. They all share. Anytime she mentions our people, it becomes a problem. It must be with us here. And 11 years, one 13 years, one 11 years, one about 10 years, all the three cases, the guy has never worked in 11 years. He has never worked in 9 years. He has never worked 13 years. They depend on the woman. There's nothing wrong with a woman any more than a man. But a man that will not give you problem will be moving on with his own life. You might have more money. He has dignity over what he has. You can help if you want to, but he will not demand to the point that he starts making you feel guilty for keeping your own money and everything. No. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. So what you see, sometimes it begins with you are dating somebody, you are the only one spending. All under the father, maybe you work now. A good guy will never say that. If he doesn't have money, he would rather not let you go to an eatery. Let's sit at home and gist, whatever. But to expect that you go out and that the bill should be on you is a very big warning sign. And the first time, second time, and then the guy begins to mention projects he's doing so that you can finance. He's already telling you that you are not actually my wife, you are my finance manager. I get what I'm saying. Do you know how common these things are? Ask women who are in their late 20s, early 30s, who end big. Many of them have met men that all they want to just get from them is their money. Keep your money. Keep your money. If you are time step richer than your husband, if it's your husband and it's the type, he will not look at your money. He will build his own life. When God gives you an opportunity, you can invest and help him, but it's not going to be demanding and be trying to build a conversation around your money. Yes. One lady came to me one day in church and he said that she works in one of the banks here and she just bought a new car and the first time she met... Now, the guy was working in a bank also but for some reason, he wasn't really rising. As they were there, they asked her, so when we are married, who will now be the owner of this car? I said, so who bought the car? What kind of stupid question? And I started telling her, I said, eventually, that question came from the mom. He just wanted ownership. And the mom will say that my son, my son, my son. You know, one day on his birthday, his 13th birthday, she was 28. And they were planning to get married. The mom came to do vote of thanks. Greeted anybody that attended the birthday. They were already upset with her because she wouldn't release that car. She didn't greet her. Tell her, this one's my husband. She now said, let some people here know that my son has many friends. And people love him. Some really want to date him. So let some people know that they are just lucky being with him. There are many people... So she told me, I said, so what have you done? She said, I'm thinking. All next time I said that, I feel like giving you a knock on your head. That, what are you waiting for? I started praying because this lady was very dear to me. I really started praying. She's happily married now. Thank God for that. She's not even in the country again. She's in Canada. I started praying. Maybe she's watching now. I said, Lord, I don't tell people what to do. We don't run people's life. But help this lady to know the truth. It was two weeks to the wedding. They are rented a hall in Ogba here. When God opened her eyes, something else happened again. She realized that the guy's elder brother at that time was 47. Manager of a bank, not married. And she visited their house one day. She heard the mom telling the guy, the girl told me why he may like him. And the guy left the girl because of that. So that the mom was a controlling factor. So wisdom taught her. When they separated, this guy went to the all. They contributed half-half for the all. He went to collect his own money. Half of the money back. Everything that he put money into towards the wedding, that she left, he went to collect everything back. And I told her, I said, you would have suffered if you married this person. You would have suffered so every time he called or she called the mom, the mom would say, how are you? And then she would call the phone. One day she had to call, but her mom, I'm the one calling. You don't have to call. I'm not complaining. She just said, okay, okay. And then she caught it. 
I said, they are just telling you. You are just going to be a slave in that house. Pay attention to all these things. Somebody can be a member of your church and still violate all these things. It means that the person is not for you. Because even in the church, there are people listening to me now that their tradition and their culture is still the most important thing to them in marriage. And when they bring a woman, it doesn't matter how Christian they think they are, these things, they override the way they will think. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.